Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. The Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America on IMSA Radio. On IMSA Radio. The Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America this weekend. Up next, round two of the weekend from this iconic circuit. Just over four miles and just over 30 entrants in Lamborghini Super Trofeo. Here at Road America, what a stellar place this is. 1950 sports car racing started in Elkhart Lake around the streets of the village. But five years later, Road America opened just over four miles long. It has not changed much since the first laps were turned. Massive elevation change. Turn one, high speed, good passing opportunities in turn five, turn eight, and Canada Corner. But then a long uphill pull all the way to the start-finish line. Welcome in, everyone. I'm Brian Till, along with Jeremy Shaw, and we've had some weather in the area throughout the day. The racetrack dry right now, and hope it stays that way for the next 50 minutes. Yesterday was a wild one in race number one of the weekend at the green flag. Lucas Peterson, Ashley Freiberg, a little bit further back in the pack. The number one leads into turn one, but then the problems happened very early on. There's the issue between Peterson and Freiburg, and Freiburg goes around. And then a problem, Ophir Levy aboard the number 13 pulling off. That brings out a full course caution. Mechanical issue there. Then Slade Stewart will spin with a flat tire and set him back just a little bit. That right front or right rear Pirelli down on his Lamborghini Super Trofeo Huracan Evo. Then the pit stops happen. Gianno Torino, Laura Spinelli aboard the 88. Lead out of the pit lane after the mandatory pit stop. Good action all around the racetrack. The 14 of Slade Stewart, Gianno Torino side by side in the carousel. That's two different classes of cars there competing for the same piece of real estate. Did not work out particularly well. And then A.J. Moss in the seventh into the kitty litter in turn 14. But in the end, under full course caution, Gianno Torino, Laura Spinelli, they take the overall win. The first for Gianno Torino in the pro category, and that best the second place finish that he and Spinelli had back at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. A lot of action there, Jeremy. Yesterday, I would expect the same today. Oh, man, that was uh, it was non-stop excitement. Unfortunately, uh, quite a lot of races run under yellow for various, those various incidents. But uh, when the racing was on track, it was intense. And Gianno Torino there did a really good job uh, of holding off the, uh, the charging cars behind him after that pit stop. He was probably you know, fortunate in the, the, the race went caution again after that, so he didn't have to uh, fend off the, the other attackers in those closing stages because of that full course caution. But look, it was a well-earned victory by him. He's already led three races earlier in the season, and that time he comes away with his first victory for himself uh, and that uh, Torino racing team. So well-earned for them. Some great battling down the field as well, and uh, can do 
conditions today quite different, but the track is still dry at the moment and hopefully will remain so for the next 50 minutes. Understand two pace laps for race number two. Yesterday it was only one, so drivers will have a little better opportunity to get these Pirelli tires up to speed. We are running after the WeatherTech series and the track crew here always so good at keeping the track clean and race ready, Jeremy, but you've got to think there's some marbles out there. Yeah, there are. Uh, and there's also some, yeah, some little bit of dampness left over from the racing uh, from during the race earlier this afternoon where there was some rain. So uh, tra track conditions, uh, this gives uh, the drivers a good opportunity to get that and really judge how much grip there is on this racetrack because uh, it's, it's, it's not necessarily cooler than yesterday. It's very, very humid here. But, um, you know, the track is you know, it's still it's pretty tricky out there. So I think it's a good opportunity for the drivers just to learn a little bit more getting ready for this race. Well, there'll be two pace laps. We're about to begin our second one, but the race clock will start as they cross the line yep. for this second pace lap. It was a record entry for the weekend, Jeremy. We lost a couple of cars, so it's not a record field that starts. But take us through the grid for today's race. Yeah, uh, I, we, I think we've lost number 74 car, which is uh, Tom Kerr and Danny Hardy. That, that car did not start yesterday, nor did uh, Claude Signoretti in car number 51, or nor Alan Grossberg or Tom Tate. They both had a, an incident uh, yesterday. It looks like there's a problem there with number 14 car. Is there a loose wheel on the back of that car? It looks like it might have been. That is the LB Cup pole sitter. Let's, uh, let's run through the field, though, quickly. At the back will be Tiger Tari in car number 18. Let's have a look at that. Oh, oh whoops. Ah, oh, yes, the left yeah. rear is not... Uh, there's a problem with the left rear on Slade Stewart's car. That is the LB Cup uh, championship leader. He had some problems yesterday oh, as well. It's the whole rear end, Jeremy. Is because it, really? it was the left rear at one point in time, and now the yeah. right rear, so... Yeah. That's odd. I've never seen an issue like that before. <clears throat> that is truly bizarre. And, uh, and very unfortunate for Slade yes. Stewart. It's not been his weekend. It's like the whole back end of the car is come undone. And I'm not sure about the confetti release that I just saw there. What was that? It's a, the transaxle on that car. So it's not as if it's a, a solid axle or anything. That's really bizarre. I don't remember seeing that before. And, of course, his, uh, you know, the good news for him is he had a pretty pretty good championship lead coming to this weekend. I mean, but, uh, you know, he did get the, the pole position today and yesterday. That's two championship points. But uh, only finished fifth in the class yesterday which is not what he's used to. He's won the class in LB Cup three times this season as Slade Stewart. Yeah, that, that whole wheel is loose. Yeah, I mean, the whole the assembly, but so is the left side. It's like something's been left undone or something broke on the upright because the left side had the same issue. We saw that when he stopped at the king. Yeah. Well, you got me on that Very one. strange. So uh, another one down in that case, I guess. So should we have a quick run? Let's have a quick run through the Let's field then, should we? On the 16th row is Tiger Tari in car number 18, Rogelio uh, Perusia in car number 34, row 15, Jason Ganyu Keats in car number 54, won the LB Cup class yesterday, alongside John Hirschberg in car number 13. Scott Schmidt in car number 38 and Cesar Baccarella in number 45 will share row 14. Bart Collins in car number 4 and Kion Tandon yesterday was his first ever car race. Former Carter, youngster from California in car number 89, will start 25th. John Hennessy in car number 33. AJ Muss, a former snowboarder in car number 7. Damon Oakey 
in car number eight, uh, Jake Walker in car number 77. 20th position, Wesley Slimp in car number nine, alongside Luke Berkeley, hoping for better luck than yesterday. He had all sorts of dramas yesterday in car number 23. Slade Stewart was due to line up in 18th position in car number 14, but won't. That was his fourth pole position in the LB Cup. Jordan O'Brien driving solo in number 99 car, alongside Randy Salari in car number three. Uh, and then Jeff Courtney on the inside of row eight in car number 66. Shian Chandrasoma in car number 19. And Lucas Peterson in car number 42 will share row seven. Joel Miller driving solo in car number 11 in the 12th position. Alongside the AM pole sitter for the third time this year, Nico Riga. Also the championship leader in car number 48 for the Precision Performance Motorsports team. Top 10, Aidan Yoda in car number 53. Number 88, yesterday's winner, Gianno Trui. You know, row four, uh, Tom Long in car number 25 and Eduardo Piscopo in car number 50. Row three, Dario Capitanio in car number 27 alongside Sebastian Carraza, who won yesterday in the uh, number 47 in the Pro-Am class. Nelson Piquet Jr. will start in the fourth position in car number 30. The Pro-Am pole sitter is third on the grid, car number 46, John Capestro Dubetz. And then on the front row, Billy Johnson in car number 71 for TPC Racing. And on the pole position for his second overall pole for Wayne Taylor Racing in car number one, the championship leader, that is Kyle Marcelli. Slate Stewart, we saw the problem with in pit lane. Not happy at all as he's about to miss the action as the green flag waves were racing at Road America. It's round two of the weekend and the number one leads down to turn one. How many times have we said that so far this season, Jeremy? Because that number one of Kyle Marcelli, it has been so incredibly strong. He and Danny Formal have been absolutely magic, especially here at Road America. But look at this challenge down the inside. Yes, uh, Billy Johnson there looking to the inside. What a great pass uh, by Billy. He's been uh, had some struggles this season getting used to this car, but uh, that was a great pass for the lead. Is he going to be able to hang on to it as they run down toward turn five? Had a good run yesterday in Michelin Pilot Challenge, and now side-by-side side into the brake zone. Wheel-to-wheel, axle-to-axle through turn five. Marcelli washes out just a little bit. Johnson has room. Loses a little time on that high line. Takes a little bit extra distance, a little bit less grip out there, but holds on to the position. He does. And Nelson Piquet Jr. right behind him in third position. The Brazilian son of the three-time Formula One world champion. He himself drove in Formula One to Junior. He's also won a, a NASCAR Cup race here at Road America. So loves this racetrack and is running in the third position for Ansa Motorsports at the moment. Remember in Lamborghini Super Trofeo action, four different classes at the same time. Look at Billy Johnson. The handle on that car working well today. The 71, he's got uh, it by the reins, and he is whipping shoot. it forward. You don't see passes like that. Well, tell you what, Brian, side by side into the kink. Man, that's total commitment from, uh, from Billy Johnson there. He wanted that race win, didn't he? And Picar Marcelli on the inside line there didn't have any option but to lift off a little bit, and that's cost him second position. Brilliant pass by Billy Johnson. Marcelli from first to third with that power move by Billy Johnson. I've never seen a pass like that no. at the kink. I, I, I might have seen a few, but they're well, few, I've never far seen between. Successful and, and, like no, that. No, but there you go. Normally they end in tears, don't they? That's exactly right. Wow, I'm I'm still amazed at that. Yeah. As Nelson Piquet now slides up 
to second. Here's a look at it again. Yeah. You've got the run around the outside of the carousel, and you know, that's the preferred line going into the kink. And Carmel Sully at that point has got a de decision to make. Does he brave it out side by side? In which case, he's almost certainly going to run into the side of uh, the, uh, the, the car that's trying to make that pass. And they're probably both going to crash, or he lifts off. He made the right decision, lifted off, and that cost him, uh, uh, well, one and a half positions, I guess, <laughs> from, from, from first equal down to third place. Well, yeah, live to fight another day. If you press there the you issue go. too hard, if Marcelli or if Johnson has a problem and comes back across the racetrack, then you're going to be a part of that problem as well. You don't want that. You still have 43, 44 minutes to go when that was taking place. Let discretion be the better part of valor. We talked about it yesterday, though, Jeremy. You look down the list of names running in the top 10 right now. And they are all world-class sports car drivers. I know that's a term that we use a lot whenever we come to an IMSA sports car weekend because the paddock is full of them. But the starting drivers right now in all of these categories are probably the faster drivers in the car. And so the action that you're going to see is probably a little bit closer. And as we could tell from yesterday, it was certainly cleaner. It was uh, a good, respectful driving here. I mean, these are serious racing cars. They are really fast around here to reach uh, pretty close to 170 miles an hour on the run here into Canada Corner into Turn 12. And they reached that terminal velocity on three different times on this racetrack, up into Turn 1, down into Turn 5, and there into Canada Corner. Seriously quick cars. Understand there will be a penalty drive-through for car number 9 contact with the 14 on the formation lap so maybe that's what Slade Stewart's problem was and I don't think the officials are going to sit back and let anything happen today it got a little wild yesterday and I think they're going to clamp down on it early Wesley Slimp behind the wheel of the nine and he will send have a trip down pit lane yeah that's exactly right so uh, uh, that's uh, unfortunate uh, for him but uh, yeah, a decision the stewards have got to make and, and did. And get it done early, right? I mean, if you're going to have a penalty, you want it done early. Get back out on the racetrack. You'll be well behind the rest of the field, but a full-course caution brings you right back to the field, and then you can go at it again. And don't forget, mandatory pit stop here in Lamborghini action. So these Super Trofeo cars, and there's the nine coming down pit lane. They'll come to pit lane for a mandatory pit stop, and the nine... Wesley Slimp will hand over to Tyler Hoffman. So Hoffman still has a chance at this. They get a full course caution. They are certainly not out of the game. No, they're not. And uh, they will be uh, trying to, to, to battle back from there. You can see it. Well, OK. There's a big chunk missing out of the left front on that number nine car of, uh, of Wesley Slimp. So that would correspond, I guess, with the, with the damage on the back of number 14 car. Let's see if we can see what happens on the pace uh, lap. Yeah, there it was. Uh, he was uh, Slade Stewart was forced to check up there because all the cars ahead of him did so. Unfortunately, Wesley, Wesley Slimp was probably just unsighted, just come through the kink, uh, trying to build some heat into his tyres. And uh, yeah, it certainly wasn't done anything deliberately. He, everybody checked up, but he, he wasn't ready for it. And uh, cannon into the back of Slade Stewart that's going to end Slade Stewart's race. So really just sort of unfortunate circumstances, but the uh, race stewards have no alternative but to make that decision to call a penalty and for billy johnson tpc racing has gotten the 71 up and running big time today because 
the performance that I'm seeing right now, you know that he's got a really good race car underneath him. A lot of times you can trick a car, throw a car around a little bit in the low speed corners here at Road America and try to get it to work for you, but there's no pitching and catching for Billy Johnson. You don't run side by side through the carousel, through turn one like we saw a little bit earlier, and then through the kink with a car that you're trying to stay on top of. It's a car that's underneath you really, really well. Billy Johnson with a good Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo Evo underneath him right now. Yeah, uh, and uh, some some really close action there down the field. That number 66 car is Jeff Courtney. Uh, he's uh, from the Mo Milwaukee area. Uh, and he's running in that 16th position, fourth in the AM class at the moment. He's only done a couple of races in that car previously. He's got a lot of experience in other cars, but a good train of train behind him there uh, with uh, AJ Musk, the former snowboarder, uh, Olympic snowboarder. Uh, Randy Soleri right in there in that green and the white and green car. Uh, well, the first of those two white and green cars behind Randy Soleri is Jake Walker, another youngster making his debut this weekend in the number 77 car, and Damon Oakey, uh, who uh, will be sharing that number eight car with Patrick Liddy, who was uh, running right up the front yesterday. We talked about the Billy and cars. Yeah, you talked about Billy Johnson out in front and having a good car underneath him. I just checked the times from yesterday. Billy Johnson's best lap time in the race yesterday was a 209.1 his last lap was a 207 flat so somehow yeah. some way they found something with the 71 two seconds a lap quicker than he was here yesterday well, yeah unfortunately most of race most of yesterday's race was run under yellow wasn't it uh, unfortunately they got very few laps of green uh, a green flag running so they really nobody really got fully up to speed I don't think that's what we're seeing right now the, the pole time on on Friday was set by Carmel said it was a 205.844 so we're still outside of that uh, that realm of, of pace but uh, some some uh, heady action here as they cut through to complete lap five a new fastest lap of the race there down to the sixes now for billy johnson uh, a little bit quicker than him was carl marcelli in the third position 206.8 for that third place car car number one and a problem it looks like one of the 47 motorsports lamborghinis is that the seven is that aj musk no it's the 77, 77. of jake walker I could see the seven yeah. on it, but I couldn't tell if there was another no. one from that long shot. So Walker has 16, found the gravel trap. 16-year-old from uh, Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. And uh, he's off at turn 14 there is Jake Walker. Uh, finally making his debut. He tried, tried to make his debut earlier in the season, but didn't have the correct licensing in place. Uh, I'm uh, not, he's, he's done a little bit of spec Miata racing and some karting, but that's about it. But his dad, Neil Walker, did do some GT3 Cup racing a few years ago. So you know, there, there's uh, sort of racing in the family blood there. But unfortunately for Jake, he's going to be that car is going to be beached and almost certainly going to bring out a full course caution. Indeed, it has. And, and here's the thing, though, <laughs> for Walker thank goodness the gravel is there because he ended up stopped about five feet short of the tire wall as the 18 on pit road this is unscheduled yeah, he's just going to dig a deeper hole there is jake he's not going to get the car out of there unfortunately um tiger tari so on pit lane yeah, and walker mired in the gravel full course caution is out 
So they get the field stacked up and get them gathered up. That will allow them to get the gale lift out and remove Walker from that gravel. Like I said, thank goodness it's there. Once you're in it, more than likely you're not getting out of it, especially in a sports car like this Lamborghini, as low slung as it is, what ends up happening is the tires are down in the gravel and it's really just sitting there on the flat bottom of the car. So there's really no weight on the tires anymore and it's not gonna go anywhere. Yeah, and as you said, Jeremy, that just digs it a little bit deeper. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? So um, that's gonna be the end of uh, the uh, 16 year old's day. Uh, yesterday, what did he finish yesterday? He finished, he, he finished the race yesterday, did a you know, sensible job, kept out of trouble, and uh, got his first uh, championship points under his belt. So it was a good start, certainly, for Jake Walker uh, yesterday. Finished in the sixth position in the in the very, very competitive AM class. So that was a, a pretty solid debut for the youngster from Pennsylvania. In that kind of some, some, no, number 77 running for the 47 motorsports team and representing the Philadelphia dealership. All of the cars in this race represent one or other of the Lamborghini dealerships uh, around the country. And there is a, not only are there four separate driver championships for the four categories of driver, there's to be pros, pro-ams, ams, and Lamborghini Cup for those who are very, relatively, very little experienced. There's also a teams championship, which is led by Wayne Taylor Racing. Uh, amongst that uh, squad is Carl Marcelli, currently running in third position, started on the pole position. And the dealer championship, we've had uh, 19 different dealers scoring points this season. And Palm Beach holds the championship lead over Paramus and then Washington in third position. So they've gotten the 77 out, but I'm looking at the race clock at the top of the screen, Jeremy. We talk about the mandatory spit pit stop. Closing in on that time, it happens at the 30-minute mark, and so we're only three minutes away from it, thinking that the officials may need to slide that window? Yeah, I mean, they've, 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 had, uh, yeah, they've had sort of 25 minutes of racing. Uh, they, 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 I don't think they've been able to make the uh, pit stops most likely under caution. I think they'll probably wait till they go green. So I think they might sort of slide that back a little bit. Yeah, until we go back to green, perhaps. There's Walker has got that car on the way again. And very nicely, very kindly spreading gravel everywhere on the racetrack as he heads up the hill into the pit lane for, for a, a look over at that car. Well, and where he is, there's no reason not to look it over. It'll also get some of the gravel out there. Unfortunately, as you said, he had to come across the racetrack to do it. And you know, at 16 years old to try to keep him cool, calm, and collected after the problem that he just had. I, I had to chuckle when you were talking about licensing issues. I'm like, well, yeah, licensing issues. He wasn't 16 years old, and you're asking him to drive a 650-plus horsepower Lamborghini. So, yeah, you would think there would be some uh, licensing issues with that. The, the age of these young drivers now is just astounding to me, especially in qu equipment like they're in. But they make a good accounting of themselves and you expect problems yeah. along the way and as we said on this one thank goodness the gravel trap was there no harm no foul but he's got a good future ahead of him uh you're right yes indeed and uh yeah you've got to start somewhere haven't you um and uh, you know some, some of the drivers you know choosing to start off in lamborghini that's a, a lot of race car for somebody starting out the the sport in my opinion but uh 
uh, you know, Jake Walker's done that this weekend. This is, he has he's done a little bit of car racing before. Uh, Keon Tandon in the uh, number 89 car has done absolutely zero. Uh, this is his first ever car race. A lot of karting over the years and done a lot of sim racing as well, which is actually where I first saw the name. He did a, one of the Road to Indy sim races over the winter. We did a few of them, actually. It was pretty quick. Uh, but um, uh, he's filling in in the number 89 car. is Keon Tandon from uh, Calabasas, California. For, 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 for Fred Roberts, who generally drives the number 89 car, he was on... Uh, was in Portugal last week, flew back to his home in Toronto. Unfortunately, his flight from Toronto to here was cancelled. Uh, he tried all sorts of ways to get from Toronto to here, but it just it just wasn't working out, so he wasn't able to drive the car. Keon Tandon was here in any case because he'd been hoping to drive the car um, <laughs> or drive one of the cars on that team, uh, and then uh, the opportunity came up. Never show it up at a racetrack no. without your... Suit and go. helmet bag, that's for sure. Going back to green now with just over 30 minutes to go. So I'm thinking that maybe they'll be able to open the pit window at their normal time. The entire field will stream by and be by pit in. So no one should have an advantage. And with that happening, if it goes to plan, we should see the pit window open very quick, very soon. The question is, who will be the first takers to dive to pit lane? Yeah, that, that's uh, a, a good question. Uh, and I would think we'll probably get quite a lot of takers next time around. Uh, the uh, Some of the cars are, dri are driven by a solo driver in this race, uh, and uh, the, there's a few extra ones that, that are driven by two drivers. But everybody has to make that same pit stop uh, any time between now, basically, and over the course of the next 10 minutes. And for the teams that are running two drivers where one driver is quicker than the other, then if the quicker driver is in right now, which is the case for most of the cars, then he will probably stay in. But uh, if the quicker driver is yet to get in, he'll probably get in at the earliest opportunity. Watching John Capestro debets the fourth car in line. Great run yesterday to take the victory with Bryson Liu and showing just how talented he is running fourth overall right now and first in pro-am sebastian carrazzo sixth on the racetrack second in the pro-am category just two cars behind yeah that's right and uh, sebastian carrazzo driving solo this weekend his regular co-driver brian ortiz also from puerto rico uh, he and his wife expecting a baby very very soon actually i think the baby was born uh, perhaps uh, yesterday or the day before they, somebody was supposed to send me a note about that and they didn't so Brian uh, sorry you're not here hope all is well with the expanded family and very very <laughs> best wishes and I know he'll be excited to get back here again soon but Sebastian Carrazzo has had a couple of pole positions this weekend uh, a second place finish uh, yesterday in the uh, uh, pro-am class uh, no he didn't have the pole position yesterday I beg your pardon uh, but uh, he's looking for a good strong run here now. Is Billy Johnson uh, is uh, amongst the cars coming onto the pit lane, so the leader is into the pits at the earliest opportunity. Billy Johnson is not sharing this car with anybody, so he will make the pit stop uh, and then resume the race. Yeah, just such an impressive run. He will have a minimum time on pit road, so that's from the pit speed limiting sign on the way in to the pit limited speed on the way out. Through that time, he needs to sit for 102 seconds. So 
They'll make some tire pressure adjustments right now. The crew's checking the tire pressures. It's the only thing that they can do. They'll check the lug nuts as well, torque them down with that giant torque wrench and make sure that they get the car and make sure that it's good to go. And that tire pressure is really the only thing that they can adjust as far as the handling and a lot of takers now that the pit window is open. You can't really wait a long time, Jeremy, can you? It's a 10-minute window, but with a two-plus-minute lap, you don't have that many opportunities to pit. Uh, you don't. No, that's right. Uh, you know, the the, the five-minute window will go past very, very quickly indeed. Just showing a spin there for Rogelio Perugia, one of the LB Cup contenders at Turn 3. He's continued, however, uh, and... Uh, I think that, yeah, he hasn't yet handed over that car to his teammates, so that'll cost him a little bit of time, obviously. Let's run down the three classes. It'll change with the pit stops. BK now being shown leading in pro. John Capestro Dubetz, JCD, as we call him, leading in pro-am. All of this is going to change. Nico Rigo, Rieger in am. Jonathan Hirschberg in LB Cup. But as we cycle through the pit stops, this rain, race could change complexion very quickly we talk about the time on pit road Oops. 102 seconds if you're a solo driver 99 seconds if it's a two driver format and a problem here keep it going keep it going keep it going two cars involved if you well, stop three, in the I gravel think. a lot of times you don't get out oh wow it, it's the PK. leader it is the leader and, and there are three uh, cars down oh and, wait a minute is there some oil there must be some oil four. down oh no both that's so but yeah, AJ Musk was already off the road there in number seven car, and I think number 77 of Jake Walker, his teammate, slid off there and has made heavy contact with the side of number seven car. Wow, that was a big impact. And there was another car off to the side. I think that may have been Jeff Courtney, who has gotten yeah. his car back underway. And we yeah. are under full course caution again in the 34 now with a problem. Do we have rain coming down on the racetrack, or has someone put oil down? Yeah, it could be rain. I think it is. Might be raining. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's conditions yeah, here. There it is. Very very threatening size. Yeah, you can see now. Yeah. Oh, you can see it coming down. And we talked about this in our Emsa WeatherTech broadcast earlier. And this racetrack is so big and so spread out. It's on 640 acres here just south of Elkhart Lake, about an hour and a half north of Milwaukee. It can be completely dry on some of the areas of the racetrack and just a monsoon in others. So heavy contact down in Canada Corner. Let's see if we can see what happens as the drivers come in here kind of unaware that it is even raining. One car off, two cars, three cars. Yeah, PK reversing his way out there. He was very fortunate not to uh, to make, to reach all the way to the tire barrier there. Um, we can see the number seven car glimpse the number seven car to his right. Pika did a really good job there of getting that car out and underway again before anybody else arrives on and the scene. There comes Eesh. there comes Jake the Walker. 77. That was Walker. Yeah. Yeah, going backwards at high speed, just missed Nelson Piquet. Unfortunately, did not miss his teammate, AJ Mas. That's going to cause a lot of damage. And here's the deal. Any lock brakes are all well and good, but they will not save you, and they will not counter the laws of physics that much speed into an area where there is no grip. It doesn't matter anti-lock brakes or no anti-lock brakes. 
Take a look at the 34. This is coming up out of turn 12 into turn 13. And just around she goes. That was where that heavy rain was on the racetrack. And I don't know if there's rain down on the opposite end, that turn one, turn three, turn five carousel, or if it's just down in Canada Corner. Yeah, I'm not sure that wasn't that car's second spin on that same lap, actually. I'm not quite sure, but uh, he's, he's got the car back to the pit oh. lane, and uh, there is uh, Scott Schmidt, who, who is uh, buried in a gravel trap. He had not come into the pits this time around. Uh, and he was leading LB Cup. He won LB Cup. His first win in the LB Cup category uh, for Scott Schmidt came uh, last last weekend. And he spun off there at turn 13 as well and just beached that car in the gravel. He was on his way to the pit lane, hasn't made it. Pit window still being shown as open, but what happens now, Jeremy, if they can't get Schmidt out of the gravel before the well, window we're closes? Well, uh, yeah, out of luck, basically. Um, but we're already under full course caution, so um, yeah, he's uh, it's just going to extend the caution while they get those two stricken uh, number seven and number seventy-seven, the two forty-seven motorsports cars, out of the out of the harm's way at Canada Corner, and then the safety team can can focus on Scott Schmidt's car. Boy, he's a long way off the road, isn't he? Well, the good news that's is... That's what happened here. All, he went on slick tyres. Yeah. The, the, the question now is, of those cars that came into the pit lane, how many, if any, changed onto slick, onto wet weather tyres? I, I think the only place it's raining is down in... Well, you might be right. Canada Corner yeah. 13 and 14. It's the only place yeah. we've seen it on our cameras. It's not raining in yeah. turn one. The report from our camera also speaking of reports. Good news that Jake Walker and A.J. Muss... The 77 and the 7 both out of the car on their own power. So that is good to see, especially with that impact. Do understand it's raining at the kink. So kind of that back area of the racetrack is where the moisture is right now. That and at the incident Ouch. scene. And I, I think a lot of that fluid that we're seeing right there is out of the tire wall. Heavy rain earlier this true. morning. The big true, impact with the tire wall knocks that water out of the tires that are behind that banding. Yeah, uh, that's uh, true. And uh, you know, quite a few of these teams have spotters down there at uh, Canada Corner. But you know, if, if someone like Nelson Piquet Jr. is caught out by that rain, uh, you know, it's uh, you know, it's it, it took him by surprise, uh, and he's been around this sport a long, long, long time. Well, all of his life, obviously, uh, with a three-time world champion. Uh, as, as a father, uh, and for him to get caught out there, you know, he's saying something. So, you know, tricky conditions down there, but a lot of drivers sliding off the road there, and some making contact, and others, fortunately, not. And, and the good news for PK is he managed to go absolutely straight on through that gravel, got it all slowed down before he got into the tire wall, and then, very fortunately, uh, was able to get out of that gravel. You know, the, all the drivers do a track walk before they get into the cars. There's a track walk on the, on the Thursday morning here. I wonder whether he and or some of the drivers actually checked out that gravel, see you know, how deep is it? How much, is there any grip in there? Are you going to be able, if you, if you do end up in there, is, what is the likelihood of getting out of it? Well, it's always worth a try, but it usually doesn't work. I'm surprised to see PK able to get out. And with the weather moving in, looking at Twitter right now, Right Turn Lover on Twitter said, uh, hey, Emster Radio, Brian Till, Jeremy Shaw, racer with the Trofeo Lambos 
have rain tires at their disposal at their disposal and certainly they do the Lamborghini Super Trofeo North American Series the Pirelli tires they have both the slick and a rain tire available but at the beginning of this race there was no way you would put a rain tire on so um, and now it's just kind of you've got to make that mandatory pit stop as the fans they're on the hill pointing and waving and it's a great thing about this racetrack such a great fan base up here and Jeremy I, I don't know half the time we come up here for the racing and part of the time I come for the food because the concession stands are so good here the fans staying to watch these Lamborghinis on the hill big wave and the weather does not keep them away from the racetrack. Just a little bit of dampness. That, yeah, not, yeah, not really the umbrella. The world. Not the umbrella I expected to see that gentleman carrying, actually. Yeah, look, Kate, it, it, it does rain. That's it does rain in this part of the world. That's why it's so green here. So uh, rain is not unusual. All, all of the fans here come prepared. Yeah, look at that; for they are ready. All eventualities. Look at those ponchos. Aren't those great? So, uh, two cars that have not yet made... Uh, a, well, no, one car. The, I think the only car that has not yet made a pit stop is um, Nelson Piquet uh, out in front of the field. He was off the road at Canada Corner, did not come into the pits after that, um, and, uh, and therefore leads the race. So, the first of the cars that have pitted, there's... That's Scott Schmidt again, isn't it? So uh, they obviously got him back out, but he hasn't got very far, unfortunately. He got to turn three, and oh, did he? Okay, now he's okay. around again. And that's telling me that now the moisture has extended over the racetrack, and that is going to bring out a red flag. Uh, I think what what we're seeing, Jeremy, is in in an event like this, in this sprint race where you've got some two-driver formats, a mandatory pit stop, in the middle of the race, the opportunity to change to rain tires if you need them just really isn't there. And the additional cleanup that needed to take place on the racetrack. So the officials just saying, you know what, maybe we've had enough of this for right now. Let's stop this, get it under control and see if we can get it restarted. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a, a shame, but um, I'm not sure where I need to, I'm not so sure there might not be some whatever the uh the cars will all come onto the pit lane now uh joel miller in car number 11 he's driving that giddy car solo this weekend brett, brett jacobson his regular co-driver um unable to make the trip here to wisconsin so uh he the, the team flying lizard motorsports they asked him what he wanted to do he said look let's just have joel run the car solo this weekend Joel is the the pro driver in his car, former Ma Mazda factory driver. Of course, a lot of success in open wheel racing before that. And this is an opportunity for, for Joel Miller. He and Brett have done very little testing in this car. I'm not sure they've done any testing during the season, actually. So this gives uh, Joel, as the pro driver, an opportunity to spend more, get more track time during this weekend, learn more about the car, and really what makes that car go, what it needs to go fast. Um, and uh, right now it's shown in the uh, sure there's not some sort of mess up with the scoring to be honest because all of a sudden number 30 car number 46 is shown a lap ahead of everybody else not quite sure how that could be um, but anyhow uh, Joel Miller shown in the fourth position uh, Nelson Piquet having not made a pit stop uh, is in the lead of this race Bryson Liu taking over from John Capestro Dubet who was in the lead when he came into the pits 
uh, remains so after the pit stops. And uh, Tom uh, Ashton Harrison, having taken over from Tom Long, now in the third position. And for those drivers uh, who, who are driving a race solo, their mandatory pit stop has to be three seconds longer than the cars which which have uh, two drivers aboard that will be sharing that car during the race. So, therefore, the, the cars that uh, do have uh, dual drivers, their pit stop is faster and it gives an opportunity with they all come into the pits at the same time to make up some positions during that pit stop. And the clock is stopped with 17 minutes and 17 seconds to go, and that is the benefit of being the final race here of the weekend. There's time on the backside that the officials can use, and I think that's a, a, a great call. Otherwise, the cars would still be circulating, burning up the race clock while they're trying to get the mess cleaned up down in Canada Corner. That's going to be a lengthy fix as they remove the 7 and 77, make sure the tire wall is intact and the racetrack is safe to run on it. And having that opportunity being the last race of the day, you can kind of bleed over a little bit, if you will. Speaking of co-drivers, it's important to have co-drivers and friends. And I don't know if the last couple of dogs we've seen are co-drivers, but certainly even the puppies having a good time out here. And again, it's what makes Road America so great. It's such a family venue. It's uh, a place where a lot of families from not only the area, but the Chicago area and really race fans from all over the world come to sit on the hillside and yeah, a toast to you guys as well. Damp conditions, and I don't think anybody's going away. They're on the hill. It was just a brief shower, but just brief enough to mess things up. And I love that flowered shirt up there on the hill. Jeremy, I think you need one just like it. You live in California. Yeah. Yep, absolutely right. And look at that. I mean, children of all ages, I should say, because I think even some of those people that are reaching near my age are still children. They probably act like it when they come to the racetrack. Big thumbs up from everyone. Yeah, there's just just a great atmosphere, a great vibe here at Road America, isn't there? It's it's one of the uh, well, one of the, one of the greatest venues in the world. Just speaking to drivers who, who are here, here racing this weekend in the in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship race, the, the headline event of the weekend, and uh, quite a few of them, perhaps surprisingly, here for the very first time, and uh, and absolutely loving it. One of the drivers, Jan, uh, uh, Danny Juncadela from from Spain. He, he drives one of the factory cars in the in the GT category, and he was supposed to be racing in Europe this weekend. But uh, he, he was asked whether he would like to come here uh, to uh, to do the race, and he absolutely jumped at the opportunity. And I saw him yesterday over, over lunch, and just loves this racetrack. Everybody who comes here, you know, it's a real challenge. Just an old school racetrack, and uh, but just the whole vibe about the place. The, the the parkland atmosphere, the concession stands, like you were saying, Brian Till, just uh, it's just a wonderful place to come uh, and in, enjoy your friends and enjoy some racing. America's National Park of Speed, they call it, and 
That young man must be in the witness protection program because he's turned his face away from the camera. <laughs> they can't get him to look. Let's talk a little bit about the – there he is uh, – a little bit about the Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America Series, especially as I saw A.J. Muss's car moved away. I love this series for what it has become and what Chris Ward and everybody at Lamborghini has been able to build it into. There is stellar talent up front. We've talked about that, and it is now a destination – for a lot of these drivers to make their mark in motorsport. But the other thing that I think Lamborghini and the Lamborghini engineers and designers have done, Jeremy, and we just saw it, and that is produce a very safe race car, high impact there in Canada Corner. But you could see the outline of part of the crash structure on A.J. Muss's door because it was forced in by the impact from Jake Walker as he slid in there. And the idea that A.J. Muss climbed out of that car on his own, and so did Jake Walker, tells me that these cars are not only very fast, not only very sexy, but they're also very safe. Yeah, and there's a great example also of the fact that you stay in your race car until you're told yeah. to get out. I and mean, if A.J. had been clambering out of that car, uh, then that, you know, that doesn't bear thinking about, quite frankly. But uh, you stay in there. It, wouldn't, it would not have been comfortable to be hit broadside in on the side there but as you say the safety structures are really impressive on these cars there's a lot of engineering capabilities goes into the design to make sure that they are safe as can be and that was a really good indication of uh, of, of how good these cars are in terms of protecting their drivers look at all those cars lined up in pit lane it's a fantastic side isn't it? i mean they're great looking cars and um <laughs> that many of them wow let's go run carts after this yeah, not a bad idea, actually. Not a bad idea. Oh, this guy's there's, saying, there's I'm down on power. Do. I mean, the, 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 <laughs> there's, you know, there's a go-kart track here within the the, uh, the confines of the racetrack, and it, it's open for business all weekend long. And right now, it's uh, with a little bit of rain around, it is really <laughs> it's slippery. Slick. Yeah, I'm watching this guy slide around. Fun. I couldn't tell if he was saying, hey, the track's not in good shape, or, hey, I'm down on power, because that's what every race car driver says, right? I'm, awesome. I'm down on power. He gave <laughs> it the thumbs fun. down as he came by the last time. You can actually Brilliant see fun. the sheen on those go-kart tires, so there's a fair amount of moisture up there. Yeah, no, no, true. True. I tell you what, uh, when we do get back to green, as we can see, there's another example of the rain on the cameras there. That's uh, looking uh, back up, up the hill from turn five. Uh, the... Uh, the order, excuse me, the order has really been shuffled around uh, as a result of the timing of that caution period and who came in first and who didn't. Uh, but Nelson Bique is going to lead in that number 30 car. He was running second before the round of pit stops. Uh, the uh, number 46 car, which was running in a fourth position, will be running in the second place. Uh, number 30 car has not yet been in the pit, so he's going to have to serve his is a mandatory pit stop, which he cannot, <coughs> excuse me, cannot do under red flag conditions. Uh, in fourth position, Joel Miller in car number 11. Randy Soleri leads the AM class in car number three, ahead of Shian Chandra Soma in car number 19, then Jordan O'Brien, David Starb, and Michael Manella. Yeah, number 19, 99, 48, number four. They're all in the AM class, class running in the top 10. In 10th position, Ophir Levy in car number 13 is running in that 10th position. Then another Amcar, Tyler Hoffman in car number 9. That's the car that we shared with Wesley Slip, who had that drive-through penalty earlier in this race. And then behind them are all the pro cars. Um, okay, because I'm not quite sure why. Well, there's, a, there's, an army in pit, why. there's an army in pit lane 
Jeremy, what's going on here? Basically, basically, and it's it's because all those cars came in on on the previous lap, um, and that just didn't work out in their favour. Yeah, I think uh, they're pushing those cars. Where are they going to be allowed to put rain tires on now? Is that yeah? Remainder remainder of the race has been declared wet. So yes, um, the. Uh, all the teams now can push their cars back, change onto wet weather tyres. Smart move, I think. Although it's still not fully wet here. Yeah, but I, I, I look at it and I go, you put rain tyres on and they're probably good for, I don't know, four, five, six laps. There's more rain coming. Five laps, four laps around here at two plus minutes is ten minutes. There's also going to be a four-minute pace lap. So even if it dries, I think you, you're you not going to have great tires at the end if you put reins on, but I think you're going to like them a lot better in the first several laps that you run. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, a, a heads-up call there from from race control. Chief Stewart is Todd Snyder, who's a very successful racer uh, in his own right. And... Um, was and uh, so you know I, I think that's the, the smart call it's not it's not fully wet out there but uh, save the drivers for themselves it, it makes it more, just much more of a level playing field you know, there certainly isn't rain all the way around this racetrack uh, and there's certainly seem to be a few more spots there in pit lane than I think there were a little while ago most of the rain was down towards the kind of northeast end of the racetrack down at uh, down at Canada Corner and the most daring driver here at Road America this weekend may have been that man on the scooter coming down the hill because I think about the wet grass and what could go wrong. He was right there beside the cart track that just had to go full course caution because we saw stranded driver off there to the side as well. And the crews will go to work. They'll get the Pirelli rain tires on and crews I feel the worst for look at the 89. I think it's the 42 that had to push from all the way down at pit in, and this is a long, long pit lane. At least they're the going good downhill. The good news is, exactly, the good news is that they're going downhill because it does slope all the way up from from the beginning of pit lane all the way up pretty much to the end of it. Uh, so that is the good news. They're, they're, going, they're going back downhill uh, a, a little bit. And I think this elevation change at Road America is deceptive. It There's only nine feet of difference between the elevation change here and the elevation change at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. And I was talking about somebody, talking to someone about that earlier today, and I said, I think at WeatherTech Raceway everything is confined in a smaller area, so it looks like it's taller. You know, you just kind of, it starts really over at turn six, and then kind of ends at turn nine. It's just all right there in the middle. And here, it's just that long pull all the way up from 14 to turn one, from 12 up to 14, and the climb from five to six. The other great thing about this racetrack is the concession stands, Jeremy. You're looking at it right now. Yeah, I wish we were Cheese looking Kurtz, at that because I'm pretty Bratwurst. hungry. Which one? Tell you what, I've just got to nip away for a couple of minutes. Yeah, <laughs> no, right no, no, you're not. 
No, yeah, you're going to stay just, right. Just, it's, it's, it's right there. It's just around. Just I'll be, I'll be back very quickly. My concern with you is that there's a margarita stand down in turn one. That <laughs> I think yeah, that's a bit farther. That's a bit farther away. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't leave you in the lurch that bad. You won't. You won't leave me for that long. I appreciate it. <laughs> Oh, They've got just about everything in the world you could want at the concession stands here at Road America. They, I mean, yeah. I read an interesting article the other day. It was a great article. It was the top 10 concession sites and the top 10 foods that you should have here when you come to Road America. Yeah, and, and most tracks you can't – there you isn't going to be one. a list as many as 10. <laughs> no, well, there, well, there won't be a list as long as 10, uh, let alone picking a top 10. But, uh, yeah, no, it's great here. And all, all these different stands are you know, run by different groups. Uh, a lot of them uh, are, are raising, raising money for charities as well. It's just a, just a wonderful place to come. <laughs> I love these guys who have turned to wave in opposite directions. <laughs> it's like there's a camera somewhere. We just don't know where it is. He knows where it is. He was pointing right at it. There we go. Never know Good. where we're going to be, do you? No, eyes in the sky, <laughs> eyes everywhere. You can see, look, look at the, you can see. Look the, at the, that. There's the, a new race the fan. On the ground there. There's a brand new race fan. Whoa, Dad. <laughs> we, we need, we, we safe ba baby handling techniques here we need to work on. Thank goodness mom is there. Yes. Hand the baby over to mom. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh. Hey, look, this is a, it's a family sport, isn't it? And, and there's so many families here Thank this goodness. weekend. Thank goodness. There we go. A lot of there's a lot of campers, obviously, here at, uh, at Road America. It's one of the great uh, camping venues for, for race fans as well. And just, just a great atmosphere all around. Yeah. Pick up the bigger one. <laughs> this one works a little bit better. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. No. It, but as you said, Jeremy, and we were talking about it earlier, it's just such a great facility because it's not just a racetrack. I mean, its name is, for those who are race fans, America's National Park of Speed. And, yes, it's an awesome racetrack, and it's an incredibly fast racetrack. Calvin and I were talking about it the other day, the joy of driving a good race car here at Road America. Um it's hard to beat, you know, it's, it's technical, it's fast and it requires commitment, but it doesn't necessarily require bravery. And, and I don't know how to differentiate those two. I can tell you Canadian tire motorsport park requires bravery here. It just requires a commitment and an understanding. And, but when you get it right. Well, I'll tell you what, it requires bravery at the kick. I mean, that pass oh, nah. uh, that Billy Johnson made uh, on that first up, yeah, that was that was brave because he was counting on Carl Marcelli. That uh, was trust. giving him that line. That, that was trust, trust with true. with the person that you were racing with. You used yeah. the term committed over there, and I was going to say that I thought Billy Johnson may need to be committed after <laughs> being, after being willing to to make the move that he made. But I will go back to its trust. You know, he he knows Kyle Marcelli. He knows him well, and Kyle knows Billy, and they're racing hard, but they've got a lot of trust and respect for each other. And that's what makes the racing great at the front, like we were talking about. Guys that know each other, trust each other, respect each other. They don't necessarily have to like each other, but that respect and that trust usually keeps the cars off of each other. 
Yeah, good point actually. And uh, you know, and there is a great cam camaraderie around uh, around the paddock here, particularly in Lamborghini Super Trofeo. I mean, it's a wonderful hospitality uh, area they bring to every racetrack. Actually, I just got a text from Tom Tate Jr. Unfortunately, he's not driving this in these races this weekend because he crashed the car on Friday. But uh, he's still here and in the Lamborghini tent and enjoying the hospitality up there. And he says, yeah, we're at the Lambo drink, drinking beer, good man. You can bring one for me down, down here if you like, <laughs> Tom. You know, Anthony Florio on Twitter, a uh, huge race fan, and he just said, Jeremy, you know, with the Super Trofeo grid growing so much, do you think the calendar will grow more rounds in 2024? And I don't think that it's a, a, a U.S. thing. I think it's the design of the series to have the number of races that they have. I don't expect to see it grow, but I would certainly no. like to because I'm enthralled by the action. Yeah, no, the, the six weekends is that that's the norm for this series. That's that's the way that's the way it is, uh, including the world finals that take place at a different track each year. Um, it's in where is it this year? I'm not exactly sure. I forget. Is it is it is it, uh, is it Portimao? Is it yeah, Portugal yeah, this yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's Portugal. But it's been in Italy, I think, the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, they go to a different track every season. But other than that, and, and the, the Super Trofeo Series is one in Europe, there's one in Asia, and the uh, and North American Series as well. And, uh, and each of those championships, they have uh, five race weekends on their own, plus the world finals. Uh, and, you know, anything more than that, I mean, these cars are, you know, they're, they're not exactly cheap to run. So it, the drivers would love to drive them more, but there's also drivers who, who's, you know, there is a level to their budget and if you add more race weekends it just adds adds hugely to the budget so uh, i think you know five weekends or six weekends as it is with the world finals during the season is just a really good number um and you know they can be spread out over the summer so they're a month or so apart for a lot of these drivers a lot of them are professional drivers but a lot of them are also uh, you know they, they they have a real job uh, that's where the money comes from to do the racing the gentlemen drivers who have uh, real business commitments to look after and you know they can't afford to be racing every weekend uh, literally or uh, or figuratively because uh, it is it is costly both in time and and in money well and i think the other thing is you hit the nail on the head it doesn't matter whether the budget and the interest is there to run more races here that is the design of the series worldwide. And in order to have a world championship at the end of it, you need to have the same number of races in all the different series who meet to have that championship at the end of the season. Rain tires going on, and we should start lining up cars. In fact, they're lining them up already. I'm interested to see... What happens with Nelson Piquet and whether or not it's solely spend the time on pit lane that you needed to spend because of the pit stop window that would have normally been there, but he missed the window. That is usually a penalty, but it was for force majeure reasons. So um, what are we going to see with the 30 when we go back to green? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, he, he had an opportunity to come into the pit lane after he'd spun off the road. That's the problem. Off the road, he'd run yeah. off the road. So he had an opportunity to pit and, uh, and didn't. So, uh, no, I think he's going have to have to come in before the end of this race. Um, and so well, he's, he's, he's going to go basically gonna, from the front of the field to the back. He's definitely going to have to come in. The yeah. question is, is there going to be a penalty? Because you hit the nail on the head. He had the opportunity. He could have. Yeah. 
and didn't. And yeah. so by electing to stay out, you put yourself in harm's way because yeah. if we go yellow Look, like we did, then you miss the obligatory pit window. Yeah, fair, fair point. But uh, yeah, uh, he's going to have a big enough penalty because well, yeah. coming in uh, <laughs> uh, alone, he's going to he's going to pull fall well behind everybody else in any case. So if he has another penalty as well, it really doesn't matter because uh, he's going to be last uh, and he's not going to have any opportunity to make up that deficit unless there's another full course caution, of course, which hope, hopefully there won't be. Hopefully so there will not. Teams, be. Uh, I think there's some shuffling of the order going on here, perhaps. As well, I'm not quite sure. It's not, not an easy task to get everybody back in the in the correct positions. Maybe they're being called out. Yeah, by they're being called out. Source. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty smart, isn't it? I like that. Yeah, I think and, it's uh, well organized as far as that goes. A lot yeah. of times, though, what, what I see happening now, a lot of times, though, after a red flag, when the safety car leads the field back out of the pit lane, the clock starts when the safety car crosses the pit outline. That's obviously not the case because. They're still getting the field in order. I'm wondering when the clock is going to start. Yeah. Uh, one would hope it won't start until, uh, until the, the, sa- the safety car comes. Well, or, or until the safety car comes around you know, to, to, to cross the start finish line next time. What the heck? You know, it's the, it's the final race of the day. It's, only, it's not even 3 o'clock uh, yet in the afternoon, so we've got you know, plenty of time. That's not an issue. Um, and uh, so... Yeah, what the heck? Let's let's run this race as long as we can. Get as much green flag racing in as we possibly can. As you say, uh, at best, the uh, the uh, time spent under a safety car, running behind a safety car, is about four minutes. So, twice as long as a normal lap around here. And um, so, yeah, let's you know, let's let's uh, make this an exciting race. And, and given given the 17 minutes of seven, 17 minutes 17 seconds of, of race time. Here's the only problem. The longer this takes, the more dry the racetrack gets, Jeremy. You know, we were talking about yeah, true. the rain tires well, yeah, earlier. But, but trust me, the, the, the clouds are, are bearing down a little bit. It's, it's, there's going to be some rain at some stage, I think, this afternoon or this evening. So um, some, some of the drivers would like it to, become, to come sooner rather than later. Others the other way around. That's just the, the nature of the beast. Some drivers are, are, are comfortable Whoops. in the rain. Oops, you dropped your phone. Um, uh, and, and, and others are less comfortable in the rain. I was hoping he realized that that phone was sitting back there as he runs to get his seat, I'm sure, so he can watch the remainder of this race. That's what I'm going to say. He was hustling down yeah. towards safety car on the field, what, heading down to turn three, slowly, and they're just it? still trying to get the field in order out of their pit boxes and lined up so we can get back to racing. Yeah, no, it's downhill here. They're all on the brakes, so making sure the cars don't kind of run away from them. Um, yeah. This is, uh, I mean, look, if, if if the safety car was now running at greater speed, then these cars at the back will have a, a, a more of an opportunity to warm up, get a little bit of heat into their tyres, uh, than the guys that are running at the front of the field. So uh, I'm sure that's... Uh, one of the reasons why the, the safety car is going so slowly right now, and as long as the clock doesn't start, uh, I think that's, all, that's you know, again, another smart decision made by race control. Absolutely. It'll be a fair playing field. It's or a the longest field lap ever around here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Probably not much quicker than the, than the track walk, actually, that they did on Thursday. We're down to just a few cars left, though, now. I think 
that might be the last one. Scott Schmidt in car number 38. That's the uh, blue, white and red car coming out of the pit lane now, heading towards turn one. He is uh, the 26th and last car on the racetrack. He's actually lapped down after those couple of spins that he had. Uh, but I think that's probably the last car that's going to be joining this race. So I think we're going to have 26 cars for the restart, uh, 25 of them on the, the lead lap. And one of them still due to make a pit stop. Yeah, and, and everybody I, else has been in. Yeah, like I said, I'll be interesting to see if there's any type of a penalty applied to PK. But your point is is well made. He's going to be at the back. Getting back to the pro class competitors at the front is going to be a Herculean going to task anyway. Um, so how much more are you going to penalize? Yeah, look, uh, yeah, by the time he's, he's made his stop, you, he's going to be the better part of a lap down. Well, it's 99 seconds, isn't it, your mandatory pit stop? Yep. Uh, and uh, you know, a, a lap around here is uh, you know, two minutes uh, two minutes and a bit. That's 120 seconds. So he's only going to be half a minute away from being lapped. Um, even, even though he's going to come in at the front of the field, he's going to be way, way, way behind everybody else by the time he gets back onto the track, having served that, uh, that mandatory stop. What I'm interested Actually, his, his pit stop, he's a solo driver, so so his pit stop's going to be uh, three seconds longer, 102 seconds he's going to spend on pit lane. What I'm interested in seeing, Jeremy, and I'm, I'm really not seeing any of it right now, um, I'm looking for spray. Looking for spray yeah. off of the tires. Um, obviously, they're going very slowly, but you can still see a little bit of spray if there's a fair amount of moisture on the racetrack. We were talking about the life of the rain tire, and it's one of those deals where... With it being declared rain or declared wet, the teams must put rain tires on. That puts everybody on an even playing field. I'm willing to bet dollar to a dime that had some of these teams had the option as to the tire that they would run, they would have stayed on the slick. Yeah, agreed. And, and, you know, it's certainly in race control, that's that's difficult. You're trying to protect your competitors on the racetrack from themselves. I think you said that earlier. It is damp down in the high speed ex sections of the racetrack down at the kink. You can see moisture on the road and then down to Canada Corner, the high speed turn 13 and all of that. So it, it's just a matter of knowing what you've got underneath you. And for the more experienced drivers, they're going to hunt for moisture on the racetrack when they get going. They're going to try to run in the damp areas down the straightaways. They'll move back to the dry line in the corners, I would suspect, um, and then seek out moisture again down the straightaways. They only have to get them to last for 17 minutes. So um, it's one of those things as race control, difficult decision to mandate those tires. But I think in the interest of safety and the interest of fairness is probably the thing to do so the safety car yeah. staying on the track so that's going to be another pace lap which will be yeah. around a four minute lap the clock should start this time at the line yeah and uh, to answer your question about the penalty uh, no there won't be an additional penalty because per chris ward the series manager when we go green there will be still almost six minutes remaining of the pit window so even though he hasn't stopped yet uh, that uh, uh, he, he's still got time to do so. Um, and um, the clock hasn't started yet, so maybe we are going to wait until we actually go back and take the green flag. That's very cool. I heartily approve of that. 
Um, and uh, so, yes, yeah, so he, the, the pit stop window is still open, basically, Brian. So, uh, he, so Nelson Piquet will be able to come in, uh, make his mandatory pit stop and not have any additional penalties. But it'll be uh, pretty much self-penalising because, as I say, he's going to be a long, long way behind the rest of the field when he does finally emerge from the pit lane. Absolutely. So that's going to give uh, the two pro-am cars of Bryce Lou and Ashton Harrison a great opportunity to run at the front of the field. And then from Joel Miller, he's the best place of the pro cars in the uh, fourth position overall at the moment in car number 11. And he's got a string of am cars behind him before all the hungry pros farther back down the field. The best of them in 12th position. That's Danny Formal in car number one. Loris Spinelli in, uh, in for Gianno Torino. Danny Formal, of course, taking over from Kyle Marcelli. He drove the, uh, uh, the opening part of the race. Uh, and then behind them will be Patrick Kuyala in car number 50. Billy Johnson, who's driving solo in car number 71. Uh, and he... Uh, was one of the, the first callers on pit lane, ruined that decision now probably. Uh, behind him, Eduardo Liberati in car number 27. He's sharing that car this weekend with Dario Capitanio. And then Jordan Missig in car number 43, who's ta- taken over, over from uh, Aiden Yoda. And Jordan Missig, he's a, he's a lo- local driver from the Chicago area, so looking to move up from eighth position as he is currently in the pro class. Let me ask you about fuel though, Jeremy. At- I don't know how up-to-date you are with fuel numbers on these cars, but obviously it's a 50-minute race. They have the fuel on board to do that without a doubt. But they are going to run eight minutes, or eight miles, I should say, around this racetrack. Eight additional miles that they weren't planning on running that are not counting to the race time. And I wonder about fuel at the end. Nah. Now, that, that, that won't be a factor because, because they're running so slowly. And, yeah, they would have been planning for this race to be probably 20 laps or, or thereabouts. 20 turns. Yeah, 20 laps would have been around about what they would have been expecting to run. We've only run 10 right now, so it could be another maybe maybe six or seven laps of this race. I would think we'd probably be around about the number, seven or eight maybe. So they're not going to run as far as they would otherwise have run under green flag conditions. Gotcha. Uh, I think so. No, I, th- I think fuel will not be a very valid point, but I don't think, I'm pretty sure it won't be a factor. So, lights out on the safety car. Uh, windscreen wipers on, however. Lights out on the Lamborghini Huracan safety car. Green this time by. Green this time by. 17 minutes and change to go. And we know that our leader, Nelson Piquet, is the only car that has not served their pit stop. But I wonder about this as well, Jeremy. All the cars that are being shown pitted, did any of them pit and were in the pit lane when it went red? And if they were, does that pit stop count? So I, a, a lot of yes, a lot of oh, details good, to cover. Good point. No, I think I think uh, everybody else. I'm pretty sure everybody else made a stop. Made a made, has made their mandatory stop. Yeah, I don't think that's an issue. Here we go. Nelson PK leads the field onto the front straightaway. Climbs the hill. Looks for the green from the starter stand. Drivers left. It waves. We're racing again at Road America. Clock has started. PK leads down to turn one, but it's Bryson Lou just behind him. Then Ashton Harrison, and Harrison under attack from Joel Miller in the number 11. 
different classes of cars. PK in a pro entry, then Lou and Harrison in Pro-Am, Miller in Pro. So the first four cars in line, two different classes represented. Oh, and a little bump and run. Chandra Sandersoma gets the worst of that. Sheehan Chandrasoma, I should say, gets the worst of that. Moved kind of unceremoniously out of the way at turn three there, Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, and you know, some of these pro guys, they're, they're working, they're trying to work their way through the field. A good start there from Laurie Spinelli. I think he's got ahead of uh, Danny Formal. Uh, yeah, the number 88 car ahead of number one. So great start there for uh, Laurie Spinelli. Looking for, for a clean sweep on the weekend. He won yesterday with Gianna Truna. That's a, that's, a, that's a surprise. Number 38 car off the road again. That's Scott Schmidt for the, at least the third time. And not the day that Scott Schmidt wants to remember, that's for sure. Up front, PK, expect to see him in the pit lane, I would think, this time by. The sooner you come in and get that taken care of, the sooner you can get back out in case there's a full-course caution that'll get you back up to the fight. So PK leads then in Pro-Am, Bryson, Lou, Am, Randy, Solari. Solari with a great season so far this year. Really showed some pace, Jeremy, as he's moved into the Am category. Yeah, and he's got uh, Jordan O'Brien right behind him there. That is the battle for, I guess, maybe second or third in the... Uh, no, I guess for the leader of the AM class, isn't it? That's right, uh, Randy Sol Solari. Or is yeah, they're both ahead of... Uh, of uh, of Sharon uh, Chandrasoma, but they're into the inside there to Canada corner goes the number 99 car. That is Jordan O'Brien driving solo this weekend. Patrick Otto Madsen is his regular co-driver, but uh, the the youngster here has this opportunity to run out front now in the AM class. Billy Johnson working his way through traffic as well, and it's going to get interesting because you got to fight your way through. What I liked that time. Out of the kink, down it's the can corner, now. a lot of spray, I was going to say. That's yeah. what they needed to cool those tires. It's going to get tricky, but the rain is going to help the, those Pirelli rain tires aboard these Lamborghinis. Yeah, it's really, it's properly wet now, so inspired call there by race control. There's... Uh, the number 71 car looking to the inside of Shean Chandrasoma, that distinctive gold car of uh, Chandrasoma. That's about the ninth and tenth into turn one. Chandrasoma, new to racing, well, relatively new to racing, done a little bit of uh, Formula 4 open wheelers in the past, but uh, not a lot. And uh, he's been uh, a bit of a revelation this season in the AM class, had uh, some success already in that uh, AM category as uh, Chandrasoma, two. two uh, class wins already this season. Well, and hats off, big kudos to him because he's going wheel to wheel with Billy Johnson, and it was not easy for Johnson to get by. Finally pulls it off in turn five, or does he? Chandra Soma with the big run up the hill. He's got the power down on that outside rain line that works really well. And now Johnson finally clears him, and Johnson on the rear wing of the number one of Danny Fromal. down into turn eight. The yeah, 11, Joel, Joel Miller. Miller. Mm. But uh, Nelson Piquet trying to pull away here. He's going to have to make his pit stop. He's pulling away from that uh, Bryson Lucar in second position. Ashton Harrison, she gets past him. Scott Schmidt's back on the racetrack again. Oh, it's, no, excuse me, that's Nelson Piquet, isn't it? He was out yeah. in front, a uh, similar coloured car to Ashton Harrison. He's pulling away. 
And Scott Schmidt hopefully is going to stay out of the out of the way there. Super tricky conditions. I mean, that's the thing about it. It's not just that it's raining down here. It's that it's raining down here, dry in other places, and damp in yeah. other places on the racetrack. So these drivers, each time you come into the corner, you really don't know what you're going to have that time through. There's Ashton Harrison in the 25 through turn 13. And Ashton Harrison watched her over the years learn her craft. And I can tell you she is a quick study because I've been so impressed with the growth that I've seen in her over the last couple of seasons in motorsports in general and certainly here in Lamborghini Super Trofeo. Did PK come in the pits? He didn't, did he? No, he didn't. I'm Maybe he's just having too much fun. I mean, he's not in championship contention. I think he's just out there going to have some fun. You think he'd get a penalty uh, at the end of the race. And action all it's over the race. Super track. slippery, big, yeah. Big slides off the corner. Whoop. One car into the pit lane, one car through the WeatherTech signage. And yeah, that was Sebastian Carrazzo, one of the top runners in Pro-Am. Uh, there who was off the road and taking up uh, that polystyrene sign. And Spinelli, I believe it was, had the big moment into turn one, the last time under braking. Now the 46 off. It's tricky out there right now. The call for range was the proper call. Kudos to race control for doing that. And now watching the 46 of Bryson Lou trying to hold off Spinelli and Joel Miller behind him. They've kind of swapped back and forth and a problem for the 99. Oh, wow. Ouch. That's not nice. Great That's job. Major problem. Yeah, great job, though, by O'Brien to recognize the problem that it was terminal and immediately sought an area where he could get the car behind the wall and let the competition continue on the racetrack. Yeah, that was the AM leader. Unfortunate for uh, for Jordan there. Really a great shame for him. Had a really, really good run going. 23-year-old Richard from Yarmouth in Maine. Not perhaps uh, known as a hotbed of racing, but lives these days in Las Vegas. He's an instructor at the uh, at the, uh, the Dream Racing Motorsport team, I think, and or at, uh, at the uh, at Pahrump as well. But that was a catastrophic failure on that car. And uh, great shame for him. He's been uh, done a really nice job this season. He's given this, been given this opportunity by Anson Motorsports. He's uh, and uh, really heads up driving there to pull that car Absolutely. out of the way at turn six and get it out of uh, out of harm's way. Very, very, very impressed. Yeah, very. You know very how disappointed. You know how disappointed he's going to be, Brian. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And <laughs> look at that Lawrence slide. That was Miller trying to get the power down coming out of 14. Spinelli gets by in the 88, and now he's got to worry about the 46 of Bryson Lou just behind because Joel Miller lost all that momentum coming off of 14. He did. Yeah, but that's uh, there's some super battles here, and this yeah, these are really tricky conditions and. Yeah, Nelson Piquet. Yeah, he's, he's, I think he's going to get a penalty because he hasn't served that uh, that uh, mandatory pit stop yet. But yeah, he's not going to worry about that. He's just having some fun out in the front of the field, and you can't really blame him because you, you don't often get a chance to, uh, to you know to measure yourself in these sort of conditions and on, on one of the, the you know the great racetracks of the world. So I can understand what he's kind of what he's thinking here. Well, I wonder too if they're saying, hey, just uh, apply it at the end of the race. You know, I mean, yeah get that taken care of and
by kind of having that argument, he gets to stay out there and see if he can put some distance between himself and the other competitors. So maybe that's what they're hoping for at the end. I'm not sure how well that one's going to play, though. And the problem there is if you bet on it playing the way you want it to and in your favor and it doesn't, then it comes with a penalty and it just makes it worse. Yeah. So PK still being shown out in front, then Spinelli, then Miller, the top three all pro category cars right now. And then Bryson Liu, Ashton Harrison. And for Ashton Harrison, when you look at the championship there in the Pro-Am category, she and her teammate Tom Long lead that championship. I have them with 83 points coming into this second race. Bryson Liu, John Capestro Dubets in third place but only six points back. So they really, really would like to get in front of the 46 on the racetrack and try yeah. to gain three points back in the championship instead of losing three. That's exactly right. And Capestro Dubet's got an extra point for the pole for this race as well. So uh, just five points of deficit uh, once this race was underway and uh, you know, looking to, uh, to cement their position right now. Tricky conditions though. Young, young Bryson Liu, uh, in that number 46 car, doing a really, really, really good job. Just 19 years of age from Salt Lake City uh, in Utah, although he's originally from the Bay Area. He's a, a student at the U University of Utah studying business, but he's uh, studying pretty well to be a racing driver as well. When you see some damage on the front of the 30, just that little wrinkle in the hood, it's lifted a little bit. Doesn't have the top speed that it normally would, but it's not going to take four or five, six miles an hour off. But it's interesting to look at that damage. It looks like he either went well up underneath somebody or a piece of debris hit that car. He didn't get to the tire wall when he went off in Canada Corner, I don't believe. But there are some definitely big black smudges. I don't think that's a part of the wrap that's on the car. I think it is. Working a little bit further back, Patrick Kiala running in the ninth overall position right now. Seventh in pro, trying to move forward as well. He's got Eduardo Liberati and Jordan Missick up in front of him. And then looking down through the order, I think everybody's doing a spectacular job. These are tricky conditions. I've always said that when yeah. I raced, I would rather run in full-on rain as a slide for the eight, just drifting wider and wider at the exit of the corner there. Patrick Liddy in the number eight, and a lot of pressure right now on Liddy from... Yeah, and that was Ashley Freiburg yeah, making Freiburg the move actually, there yeah. in car number 42. Really nice pass by Ashley making her return to race this season. We, we know how quick Patrick Liddy is. He set the fastest time of all here on uh, on Thursday in the first practice session, or Friday, whenever it was. And um, Ashley Freiburg, she hasn't been in a race car for five years in that car number 42. Uh, for NTE Sports, and she's doing a really nice job. She had a, a quick spin yesterday, which is just kind of unfortunate. But you know, she was brought up in the Chicago area. She started karting here at the racetrack uh, at Road America. Loves coming back here. She made her debut in this championship back in 2017. She had a couple of third-place finishes in class, including one right here at Road America, and she's doing a really, really nice job there in that car number 42. Yeah, great return 
for Ashley Freiberg, and she made that pass over Liddy look relatively easy. Time running out yeah. just inside five minutes, but just as we talk about what a great job she's doing, she kind of runs afoul of the tricky conditions, dropping wheels there at the exit of turn 14. Well, what is this? It's, uh, the block being put on. That. I feel Levy putting the big block on somebody. On who was that? 34 was it? Ooh, that's a battle for LB Cup actually. Yeah. Or the uh, third position in LB Cup. Wow. Yeah, those two are going to be having a little chat after the race. Well, I, I think they may be having a chat with the stewards afterwards because I'm not really sure that that was on the up and up. I mean, it's, it's a conversation that has been had through series all around the world these days, and it's just there is an aggressiveness that drivers seem to be willing to show, and I'm not sure it's always what, what it is that we're looking for as officials. She and Chandra Soma makes the move up into turn six, and that's difficult there as he goes past the 50. It's difficult because the really the quicker line is out there on the outside of the corner and you put yourself there on the normal dry line, which is absolutely where you don't want to be when it's wet. So a good move around the 50. Uh, Patrick Kiala looks like Kiala has his hands full. That uh, Lamborghini